Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast. This show is created to help overwhelmed moms rediscover peace and purpose in their everyday lives. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm excited to share my story of the Boston Marathon with you because I know a couple episodes I briefly mentioned the the story of how much it rained at, at the marathon and stuff, but God really taught me so much more through that marathon experience, and I really cannot wait to share it with you. A few months ago, I had a quiet time, and I asked the Lord for clarity on who I was in Him. And He immediately gave me a vision of me jumping into an ocean completely submerged because He created me to be a person who jumps all in in everything that I do. So when I fully submerge myself in the Lord's work, it will cause ripples where others who feel like they're drowning can instead feel the waves of the Lord's love and hope and peace and goodness and how he can make good of it. So when I jump all into something, basically there are ripples from the Lord that will touch other people. And I needed this reminder throughout my marathon training Especially because when I checked the forecast on the day of the marathon, it showed 100% chance of rain all day. Now, I live in Texas where we don't have rain. We have storms. We very rarely have just a rain shower, a nice rain shower. We get storms. And when I say storms, I mean electricity goes out. Most of the time there's tornado warnings. It can be intimidating. So I don't like the rain. So if you ask me up to this point of marathon training, where I'm looking at the forecast for marathon day, how I feel about the rain, my response was, oh, I hate the rain. But I understand that there can't be growth without the rain. And seeing how God called me to jump all in for him into an ocean, wherever he may call me, me and my hair had no choice but to obey. And I just knew that he was going to stretch me and grow my faith in a different way than I've ever experienced before. And that is absolutely what he did. So after obsessing and panicking over the forecast and buying lots of new rain gear, I wrote down song lyrics and verses to meditate on before and during the race. So anytime I got nervous, I would turn to the Lord, either through song lyrics or through actual scriptures, so that when the rain came and the rain was coming, every station said 100% chance of rain, that rather than thinking, oh, I hate the rain, like I've told myself for my entire life, I would still say, okay, if that's what it takes to praise you, Jesus, bring the rain. Or I had lyrics about faith, like spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water wherever you may call me. And honestly, it felt like at every turn I couldn't get away from the water. So my hair and I had no choice. Others were about strength where I said, I know I'm not strong enough to be everything that I'm supposed to be. I give up. I'm not strong enough. Lord, right now I'm asking you to be strong enough for both of us. I listened to these songs. I reread these scriptures on repeat so much to the point where they would take root in my heart. So when the rain came, I would actually seek him when it got tough. So come race weekend, it snowed the day before the race. 
that snow turned into rain the day of the race. And there wasn't one moment of race day when it wasn't raining, at least while I was running. I think it stopped after I stopped and then it rained again when I was back out in it. Sometimes it was a light rain. Like I said, we don't get here in Texas. It's more of a mountainous rain where it is just kind of a nice calming rain. Other times it was a complete downpour. I could see sheets of water coming and hitting me. Thankfully, one of the things I bought was a hat so I could at least shield my face. But that means I had to run with my head down the whole time. And at one point, it was so cold, it was raining ice pellets, literally hitting my eyes, which again, caused my head to go down even more. You know, when I started training for the Boston Marathon, one of the things that pushed me through was like the thrill and all these stories of the spectators lining the streets from the start to the finish line and just the loud crowds, it's deafening crowds and all of this stuff. Y'all, let me tell you, this Boston Marathon felt like one of the half marathons I did in Oklahoma City where I ran next to pastures of cows. And the only witnesses there, aside from the runners, were the cows. That's how it felt for most of the Boston Marathon. So to add to that, we had a strong headwind. So we were running into the wind the whole time. The race goes from west to east and Boston's on the east coast, which means that we were running towards the ocean. So we were running towards the ocean with a headwind um, with gusts up to 40 miles per hour towards the ocean. Okay. And it's cold. So keep that in mind. It was supposed to warm up and I don't think it ever did. I don't think it ever did. The only way I can describe this rain was when I used to travel in college, I had a job where I traveled with the women's golf team and they made it to the national tournament. And the team was so excited that everyone jumped into the pool, like full uniform on, full shoes. During the race day downpour, my shoes filled with water as quickly as it did the day I jumped into the pool with my shoes on. Or let me say it this way. The Red Sox game that was scheduled on Patriots Day was postponed due to the weather, and we ran right next to Fenway at mile 25. So I had already run 25 miles in the weather that they postponed the game in because the weather was so bad. So let me put it that way, if that paints a picture for you. I had to remind myself, though, that God was in control, and I had to just trust that he was leading me where my trust was without borders. And so I ran by faith. My dad and my husband came out to the race course to watch me. My mom babysat my son in the hotel room. So they were there definitely in spirit, but I didn't want my son out on the race course because of the weather. So my mom and my son just stayed back at the hotel, but they were definitely there in spirit. However, my dad and my husband kind of braved the weather with me. And when I saw them at mile 13, so halfway through, I told them I was having so much fun and I was doing so well, like I physically felt so great that I didn't, I didn't even feel like I was running a marathon. I was fully prepared, right? Super excited. My training had gone well. Here I was running the Boston Marathon. Okay, three miles later, I nearly died. I'm totally exaggerating, but I thought that I was nearly dead. My hand warmers had stopped heating, whereas before in previous marathons, they had lasted like 14 hours. 
Not exaggerating on that, my hand warmers had stopped heating. My three pairs of socks were permanently wet. It actually did take them about four days to dry out. And I was wearing running belts that held my fuel and my cell phone. And they chafed my stomach so badly that I didn't know how I wasn't bleeding through my three shirts and my rain jacket. The last 10 miles were brutal. Nothing in my training could have prepared me for the marathon. I thought I was prepared for the marathon. Nothing could have prepared me for the rain on top of the marathon that I actually wasn't as prepared for as I thought I was. So these songs that I had put on on repeat kept my mental game focused, right? Like I knew that God was going to carry me through, but my body was failing. I had to stop and stretch my calves several times to prevent cramps. My right hip hurt from the uneven impact from the curve of the road. And it was so weird. I was getting dizzy each time I breathed. So I'd inhale and I would see stars and I would exhale and I'd be okay. But then right away I'd have to inhale again because I'm running a marathon. And I still had 10 miles to go. I even had to ask spectators to help me open my energy gels like reach into my belt, pull out an energy gel, open it for me and hand it to me because my hands stopped functioning. I was so cold. But in all of this, God was stretching my faith to rely on him. Not for one moment did I even think about quitting because I knew that God had carried me this far in my journey of MS and my journey with depression that I shared about a couple episodes ago. I was not going to stop. God gave me this opportunity, and even though it looked nothing like I imagined, I was not going to stop. So I kept running by faith, and I powered through 100% on his strength, y'all, because my strength stopped at mile 16. So at mile 26, I saw an overpass that said Boston Strong, and this whole time I've told myself that in order to run Boston, I need to be Boston strong, that that is one of the strongest cities in the nation. And to even get to step foot on the marathon route, on marathon day, I was going to have to be Boston strong. However, my body had failed so much to the point that I was not sure I could call myself Boston strong, but I still wanted to take a picture anyway. And so a police officer offered to take my picture under the bridge. Get this, y'all. He had to get my phone out of my pocket and take it for me. (laughs) I couldn't even take it out myself because my hands weren't functioning. So he took my picture, told me I was doing a great job, and I started to feel like I was actually Boston strung. And I knew I was getting close to the finish line. So as I neared Boylston, where the finish line was, the police were lining the street and they were cheering me on and... I decided to record a video of me finishing the race so that I could have it forever. And I was so exhausted that I couldn't hardly speak, but I could say his strength, not mine, his ways, not mine. And that's literally the only way I made it. On my own, I was not Boston strong, but I was definitely stronger in him because God carried me, no joke, carried me for the last 10 miles. Truly, he carried me the whole race. But let's be honest, my training did help. God gave me the ability to run the whole race. So truly, he helped me throughout the whole race. However, 
my strength stopped at mile 16. His strength is the only thing that got me through. His ways and relying on him is the only way that got me through. So then I ran past the bomb sites, which was so surreal and humbling. They were heavily guarded to the point where if I wasn't looking for them, I would have missed. I would have missed them. And I was reminded of so many things that the people on that same journey have been through before. And some it was victorious, some it was devastating and an absolute tragedy. And then I got to carry a a weight of now being a small part of their Boston strong history. And I teared up as I crossed the finish line. I couldn't believe that I had finished the race that God had set out for me. But God gets all the glory because my strength stopped at mile 16. So this is what the Lord is teaching me throughout that whole race. Something changed in my heart that day. I grew deeper in my faith as he taught me so much along the way. It's like Boston, with the rain, allowed so many seeds that felt dead for so long to finally bloom and finally blossom and grow. And I'm now so grateful for the opportunity. I was always grateful for the opportunity, but I was not grateful for the rain. But now I'm so grateful for the rain and for the Father who covers me in rain to make me a new creation. And it truly is to God be the glory for all of this and for more. Because as I said a couple episodes ago, when I went in depth about my struggles with depression and anxiety, one of the reasons why I had to take such a long break between podcast seasons was because I really, really struggled with depression when it came to my marathon training. And I prayed so hard and for so long and I fasted and I read scripture and I sought after him and the struggles just didn't seem to go away. And like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, there was always the feeling of, wouldn't it be easier if I just wasn't here? Like, wouldn't it just be easier on me if I just wasn't here? But God gave me the opportunity to run Boston. And I really wanted to run Boston, not for myself, but because it's just an opportunity that I never thought I would have. Because truthfully, I'm not good enough to run the Boston Marathon Most people who run Boston run the marathon in about three hours and 30 minutes. My Boston time was nearly two hours over that. So I was not good enough to run the Boston marathon. And I knew that going into it. I knew I wasn't going to be good enough. But I refused to let that stop me because I said, if God's given me this opportunity, he's going to carry me through. And then when I saw 10 miles left, I reminded myself, God gave me this opportunity And God's going to carry me through. Not only was I reminding myself of that, but I was repeating that truth to myself and to him and just knowing and trusting like God's going to carry me through almost as if it's an agreement. Like, God, you're going to carry me through, right? Because you gave me this opportunity. Like, I'm not actually going to pass out. I just feel like I am, right? You can't let me down now. I can't go to Boston and you let me down now. The biggest takeaway I can give is that no matter what you're facing that may feel like my Boston Marathon experience, like your training and life so far is not good enough, that you're not good enough. You may feel defeated by the surrounding elements through your journey. You may be unable to lift your head. Your body is failing. 
just remember that God has set this journey before you and is walking with you through it, ready to carry you when your strength is no longer enough. That may be parenting, it may be your career or relationships, it may be a situation where you've heard these stories of what an amazing experience this thing is, but whenever you finally get there, you have the opposite feeling, just like I had with the marathon. Whether or not you think the Lord gave you this opportunity, you can still rely on his strength to carry you through. He is faithful to deliver. And don't be afraid of rain in your life. Rain brings life. It revives, rejuvenates, and it awakens something that you think may have died. Let me pray over us for just a second. Heavenly Father, thank you for the rain, even though when we know the storm is coming and we're filled with anxiety and fear, we thank you that these storms can wash away emptiness and can fill us with life as only you can. Thank you for your promises of carrying us through when the journey feels harder than we can bear. And thank you for your dedication and faithfulness to us through opportunities that we feel that we feel like we're unprepared or undeserving. Help us to remember to rely on you in these storms and gently remind us of your faithful promises. In your name we pray. Amen. Before we go, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone for your feedback on my In the Throes of Suicide episode. It was so terrifying to share my story, but it was received with open arms, with a lot of love, and a lot of resonance. I heard from dozens of people with similar stories from all walks of life that had also kept their stories to themselves because they also felt like they were alone. And the episode did exactly what I hoped it would do. It started safe conversations regarding our feelings that are not perfect or pretty, but they are authentic and valid. And the episode is actually so popular that I am going to make an entire series on it. So look for that in early 2019. But please continue to reach out to me if that episode resonates with you or if you want to share your story. And thank you again for your time today. If you enjoyed today's show, you can get the show notes at kristenlee.tv. And in order to get this podcast easily found by other overwhelmed moms, I would really appreciate it if you took a quick second to rate this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. This is really huge in terms of me helping other women know that they are not alone and encouraging them to live their purpose. Finally, if you want to catch the next episode, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes so it downloads right to your phone. Until next time, just know you are loved, you are not alone, and only you can live your purpose.